Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Gilliam Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome back, Ramblers, to the second part of this vacuous shit show. As ever, I'm Julia from the Wee Tipple, and with me is ruthless whiskey editor Mindy, cheese puff devourer Justin, and vajanka loving Mark. Yes. Oh no! Gross. Can't believe I'm getting two episodes out of the vajankle. Gross. Um, we're back to continue ripping into service industry surcharges and people being asshats and worthless human beings. So thanks for joining us today. And Marg, you can take your jankles somewhere else. Please do not Google that for your own sanity. God, I need a drink. That's awesome. Uh, fuck, what are we what are we drinking? Justin, what's in your glass? Oh shit, I haven't poured anything yet. Um oh my god, why you're always do that. All right, fine. I'm gonna pour Limousin rye um actually i had a chance to interview this gentleman for the whiskey book that i'm writing um he was the uh, founder of i think it's dancing goat distillery um which who produces this this whiskey um i'm gonna taste it but i believe it was rum chata who uh he was he was the founder of rum chata who left rum chata to to do this I know a bunch of people in Wisconsin that love rum chata. That fuck is the shit. Yes. Rum chata. Awesome. awesome. Um, so tasting note on the, the Lomas and Rye. Um, a little bit of herbaceousness. I really enjoy this kind of, it's it's not a flaw, but it's kind of wet cardboardy. And I, I kind of enjoy that. Um, it's something you get when you when you cook the rye well. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about geeking out about this one. I didn't realize I was going to do two rise kind of back to back, but there you go. Oh my God. That is a creamy pop of, of flavor on the, on the, on the, yeah. on the mouthfeel. Hey. It, it is legit. <laughs> that is, that is legit. It is, it's creamy and it is, it is wonderful. So, All right. Creamy boy. Let's move on. Yeah. So what sour was my match other than Mark being a dick is. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be a gonna be a long time a long for that one to taper off. Long fucking episode. Please stop sending you a message about Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, Take your you, buy it you and, and I are so compadre on this. <laughs> I, Take your I am cryptocurrency. Ready. Take your cryptocurrency, print it out, and shove it physically up your ass. <laughs> I do not care about you and your crypto book. I, I saw an article today that most of the commercials for the Super Bowl are going to be Bitcoin slash crypto based. Fuck you, you cocksucking shit heels. It's not Thank real you. money. It's Thank not you. a thing. Thank you. You're going to lose your shit. You're going to lose, die your, in a fire. You're gonna lose your shirts. And I'm not going to give you my money either. No. He, all of these Bitcoin billionaires. I have seen every dimension of this pitch. I have been pitched by people on social media that proclaim to be millionaire housewives, um, the impossibly beautiful supermodels from Asia who are Forex traders who want to make me money 
And the newest one that I got was a guy who looked like he failed out of college and he looked like he was a hippie and he wanted to know if I was interested in understanding how to make money with cryptocurrency. And my short answer was fuck no and fuck you. Okay. Well, now that Mark has taken over my, my rant, I just want to say this rye with a Butterfinger is exceptional. Wait a minute. Did we ever do the candy pairing episode? Or are we going to yeah, do we that? Talked about, we yeah, talked we about did. Stuff. We did point, that. Episode point two of that? Because yeah. we're doing it again. Don't worry. We're going to do a whole series on just booze and gummy like objects. Ooh. Uh, yeah. What is the And licorice, by the way. Hmm. Am I the only one who likes licorice on this? Yeah. Oh, I like licorice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, good. I'm not big into candy. Oh. Everybody hates licorice. I'm like, I'm yeah, no, I, I love it. licorice. I'm licorice a grandfather. I understand everybody. I, I get it. I like licorice. My grandmother and I we used to share this licorice gum that everyone like not share, like she would always have some on her purse. Um, and like I love that shit. And I was the only school blackjack. I was the <laughs> only know, one who ate it. You want to you want to know what my grandma gave me? She gave me she gave me that half torn piece of gum that sat at the bottom of her purse mm-hmm. that had like you know, flex of the lucky strikes that she was smoking actually oh, in the gum oh. pocket lint. Yes, that's Gross. what I got. I got that, that from my grandmother. So much about you, Mark. Yes. So much. She smoked unfiltered. Tough lady. There it is. Who's next, Julia? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm getting more wine because I got a lot of wine in my fridge. I need to drink some of this Are shit. Are you drinking another Shiraz? No, I am drinking a white a Pinot Grigio from Italy. I, I what, what am I sounding like that? I don't even sound Italian. I don't know. That was, that was borderline offensive. It was. That was, that, that was a, borderline offensive was a, someone. That was Some like a Super Mario stereotypical roll your R's kind of shit. Don't ever do that again. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't intend to. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm sorry. Um, it's me. It's Julia. I'm a drinking Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I can't even pretend to be Italian. I'm laughing too. Much. Is, it, is the Pinot Grigio vegan? Let's start there. Yes. Um, probably not. Um, also, my my drinking because it is my job. It doesn't need to be vegan. Also, let me just clarify. I say vegan because it's easier for other people to understand. I'm plant based. Okay. We'll get into that at some other point in the future. You know what else but, is plant-based? The hellion hellscape shit-eating fucktards at 11 Madison Park. Hey! Well, yeah. There you go. They are. They are indeed uh, plant-based. Also, though, so many wineries, distilleries, breweries, what have you, can technically be vegan, but they're not going to pay the hundreds of whatever dollars in fees that are required to say, hey, we're vegan, slap a sticker on it. Same with organic, same with all sorts of shit. So not really that big of a deal, whatever. Moving on, I am drinking Familia Castellani. Uh, She's doing it again. What the fuck? Hey, hey, that wasn't even offensive. That was another, hey, that was offensive. Here you go off again, like a Nintendo character. Yeah, anyway, it's a Pinot Grigio 2020. inexpensive but decent bang for your buck if you're looking for something quaffable it's a julia come on down to bada bing bada boom hey. tell you some wine bada Jesus. bing my bada boom 
my god at the risk at the risk of joining this insanity the limousine rye that i'm drinking with a dark chocolate salted caramel fantastic yeah honestly the nose on this is is surprisingly decent for such an inexpensive wine okay mindy what are you drinking it's bright it hey mark shut the fuck up everyone ramblers time to move on time to move on it's melon, orchard fruits, citrus fruits. It's bright, it's refreshing, it's crisp. And what does it taste like? Let's find out. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's lemony, it's citrusy, it's melon and peachy. It's delicious, you should buy it. Good shout. Ooh. It's great for summer. Who the fuck is this person? I don't know. <laughs> Why don't we have any sponsors? I'm so good at ads. I could be so good if people paid me for this shit. Well, of all you wineries and distilleries and breweries out there, if you want to hear Julia slurp your product on our podcast, please send us. Please send us product. No, please send Andy, us money and product. That that's yes. So I can. Mindy. You know why? I want a sponsor to send me to Eleven Minutes Park. Mindy, what do you got? Send me to 11 Madison Park. I could be, I'm the vegan of the group. I'm the vegan. I can tell you if it's good or not. You don't know. Plant definitely food. not worth the price. It's definitely not going to be worth the price. I am Let me save you $2,000. It's not. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, sorry. Compass Box Arcana, um, which is... What did I just do with it? I have got the worst sinus infection, so my tasters are off, but I wanted to read you the official flavor profile because it made me giggle. Chocolate, cinnamon, and boat tar. Mmm, my favorite. Mmm, wanted yep, to look at yep. it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the nose, while the palate is fruity and compellingly waxy, a dry, smoky presence steadily builds. Is wax ever? Mm, is it? Is it mm. Okay, eleven Madison Park is off my shit list. Do what? I want to know why? What did because I do? Because Compass Box is on it. <laughs> Compass Box's review of their own products took that place. Okay. Anyway, sours my mash. Um, kind of ties into what we're doing a little bit. Amazon raising their freaking prices for Amazon Prime again oh, by that. 17%, which means Amazon Prime is going to be $139 before tax. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Okay, granted, I use my mother's Amazon Prime. Hashtag. Thanks, Nancy. Um, wait a minute. I thought Amazon Prime was $25 a month or $25 a year. Is it it's not 80? It was 80 bucks a year the last time I checked. Holy yeah, shit! It's going up to 139. And that noise. I live in not a terribly remote location, but it, it's considered remote. I live in a mountain town. We're a ski resort town. And Amazon Prime used to be guaranteed two-day shipping. Now it takes them seven to ten days to even put the shit in a fucking box in a week to get here. What am I getting for that $140 that I wouldn't get just paying the $2 that they charge for shipping normally? Mindy, you poop in the woods. You live in the country. I do not. (laughs) She doesn't. She's way too cleanly for that. Everybody, she totally poops in the woods. Justin, help me. (laughs) I I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about, but I'm out. 
whatever whatever's happening i want no part of i'm i'm mark, back mark, i'm, I'm sending john blazer an email drink and mark, sh- take it, it take away i am drinking star Wars ginger beer finish number six and i'm not going to do the stereotypical wait australian did you accent ginger beer finish yeah ginger beer finish what what does that mean please um well it's mm. finished in ginger beer casks let is me... ginger beer made in casks? And do whiskeys age their stuff in it? Starward ginger beer cask number six. Single malt Australian whiskey finished in ginger beer casks. This is awesome. I just have to say that I love ginger on the nose. Uh, there's a little bit of effervescence. Um Justin, please stop posting to social media while you are on camera recording with us. And first of all, texting my wife. I get. I will post anything I want. Orange rinds and just a hint of that ginger. But if you taste it, you get that. You get that lovely sort of hit of ginger. It's it's just a. I like this, and I know it gets bad rap, and not a lot. Not a lot of people like this, but I like it. And it's signed by uh, David Vitale from Starward uh, Distillery. So thank you, David. Good to meet you. Appreciate it. And uh, cheers. Hey, a little bit of name dropping there. What? Well, you know. I'm, how should I? How should I word my email to John Glazer, telling him, "Let let me write your damn tasting notes." <laughs> All right, kids. Um, last time we were talking about. I'm not done. Yeah, you are. Um, last time we were talking about. I'm not done. You know what sours my mash? Sours my mash is people acting like assholes in restaurants, like they own the place, that they don't have to pay for stuff. Oh, they get to go first, or being pissed about little mistakes, being pissed about having to wait a little bit. There you go. Six dollars on a three hundred plus dollar bill. Those in the business, that's called a segway. Justin, you're on. Hey. <laughs> It's a professional show, kids. Oh yeah, we we're tackling the the tough topics and bringing you hard hitting. We're tackling something. All of all of the things. Um, tackling a fucking burning train going off a cliff, but okay. Yeah, that's that's accurate. So yeah, last time we were talking about the service industry and how it has gone to shit from the consumer standpoint, but in reality, it hasn't because consumers are the fucking worst. Um, also are the worst are small business owners who think they can get away with um, with the kind of crazy shit that, um, that they're currently pulling with their employees and also every large major corporation on the planet who is blaming uh, the rise of prices on <clears throat> something that doesn't exist. So <laughs> that was for you, Mark. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm curious, we've all, we've all been in the industry Let's talk a little bit about how horrible a lot of these restaurants are, and some of the some of the horror shit shows that uh, that the service people actually have to deal with. So, what is this, this? What is first of all? I don't know what Distractify is, but what is this article about? Restaurant threatens to fire employees if they don't get five star reviews. Oh my god! What the fuck is this noise? Mm. Oh, I'm so angry! Wow. Just- just like so, to say that we have an internal policy, Mindy. If we don't get five star reviews on all of the platforms, you're going to be fired. 
what? <laughs> yeah. And also we need at least 300 downloads per co-host. Otherwise we'll get fired or you'll get fired. I don't know. Someone's going to get fired. Firing's going to happen. So, Hey, everybody share it with your friends and download the episodes and listen. So we don't get fired. We're looking for a producer. Y'all. Ali, give us a call. We have that. We have that job opening. We're asking about Ali. Ali, anyone? We we are looking for producer. The pay sucks, but the the camaraderie equally horrible. So yeah, top notch in all. Wow, you're toxic today. What is that? Okay, hold on. Let's go back to kids. We are not making this up. This was an actual thing that multiple people thought was a good enough idea to implement and then spoiler alert they got fucking fired because one i don't know how this is legal but two it's just a terrible terrible human thing to do (laughs) so apparently the manager an assistant manager of uh some hospitality group that will remain nameless maybe unless justin and or mark go really off the rails Tia Taco, New Jersey. We're going to say it. Okay, cool. Triple T Hospitality Group is a family-owned and operated company managing a portfolio of New Jersey and New York restaurants with bar and cocktail teams. That lasted so long. (laughs) But also, they fucking deserve it because fuck them. They instigated... Oh, God. Wait a minute. Okay, so February 6th. um, The beginning of February. They apparently posted they required their front of house employees were required to get a minimum of five Google reviews per month to remain employed at their location. Um, The review needed to be a five star and needed to include their name in order to count. Oh, and also, but, you know, as as every good folksy sort of organization, we're a family here, they made it a friendly, quote unquote, competition. That's <laughs> oh my not God, a I thing. I can't even. They, okay, so the front of house employees had to get, not did they just have to get a, a minimum of five, five-star Google reviews that included their name to remain employed. They needed to get a minimum of 15 reviews to qualify for the prizes. Also, there were only um, a first place and a second place prizes. And and the way it was quoted, (laughs) first place winner gets first pick out of five potential prizes. What? Potential? What? What? Um, and second place gets to choose from the leftover prizes. Um, does, does someone want to chime in here with what these quote unquote prizes are? Because I I might just piss myself laughing. It, oh my God, I can't. Well, they're bullshit is what they are. They're I mean... amazing. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Two free meals up to $22. <laughs> One clothing item Side from the merch head. cage. You the get to cage. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna swaddle you in gear, and you can be a walking billboard for us. I, I want to focus on this next one. One blackout day of your choosing. For those who don't know, I'm assuming that's what this is. For those who don't know, blackout dates are days you cannot take off because the industry is so busy. The fact that you're offering someone as a prize 
a day off that they're not going to get paid for as some, I, I'm, these people are the new 11 Madison Park. I'm going to bitch slap these motherfuckers. I, I pulled up an article from this, this cock nozzle, uh, Thomas Bonfiglio, CEO of Triple T Hospitality Group, founder, CEO, all that jazz. One cannot be in the restaurant. I'm going to, hold on. <clears throat> hold on. Let me get my jersey on. One cannot be in the restaurant and bar industry without a thick skin and strategic business plan in place. But when emergencies happen, like a global pandemic, we must learn to temporarily drop all the traditional systems we've put in place. I I have been in the racist service industry. I was racist earlier. I, it's not racist. It's Jersey. Um, I'm sorry, but if it was a tongue-in-cheek, like, hey, we're going to try and motivate people, that's one thing. The way that they handled this is so pathetic. It clearly shows that many, many, many people at the top have zero fucking clue what is actually happening to the entire rest of the world. This is the kind of shit that led to Marie Antoinette's head in a basket. Ooh, we're talking about guillotining. Oh, we brought back France, y'all. Yeah, we've been talking about this um, before the episode in the brief planning session. And uh, yeah, guillotining was brought up. Yet another day. thing that social media has completely and totally ruined. You are going to take your relationship in the service experience and you're going to hold it hostage at the behest of, well, I'm going to go leave a bad Yelp review. You know what? I go to restaurants that have low Yelp reviews on purpose just to find out what's going on there. And the ones that have high help reviews, high Yelp reviews, I don't go there because the vast majority of them probably have to be fake or there's something else that's going on. I mean, on its face, if a place is good, you're going to be able to figure that out at some point. But this is just such a ridiculous policy that people have no clue what they're talking about. And by the way, if Justin disappears in the middle of the night and is never heard from again, I didn't say it. He said it. Thin, thin flowers to my wife. She is I'm going to go nowhere me. near it because I'm not going to be seen there. My wife is going to beat me after she listens to this episode. So the rest of these very amazing prizes were your choice of a $25 Visa, Amazon, or Starbucks gift card or, quote unquote, a specialty prize that is a surprise. I would go with $25 gift card. Except yeah. not with Amazon because they're fucking raising their prices. Like I got a, per- I got a pretty good <laughs> well, guess on what the specialty prize is. Of a jankle. Oh god. It's 100%. Oh. Honestly, that's probably the yeah. Also, how do I put this? There's a book out there. I'm, I'm it's not mine. Um it's not one of ours. It's called Leaders Eat Last. Um it was written Simon Sinek. Yeah, very good book. Um in it there's there's an anecdote about removing literal physical cages. This restaurant is so douchey that they have to have a cage for their merchandise. Oh. Look, if you don't trust your fucking employees, fine. If you don't trust your customers, fine. Don't be in business. You know, I, I'd be willing to bet that the way that this was sold into management and, and carrying this message that this is hustle, that, that there's someone along the line here that believes this is good business practice and that they're hustling 
and they're going to make it big someday. I guarantee to you that that was somewhere because who can say this shit with a straight face? And and yet those people that instigated it got fucking fired. So yeah, they're really going to well, make the, it big. the whole restaurant closed down because of all of the reviews. Good. All the one-star reviews that came pouring fucking in. Fucking deserved it. Did anyone else blow up the actual picture that was in the article? I'm, I was just looking at it. So on top of this Google review policy at this restaurant, there was another employment notice that states that the place of your employment is strictly limited to the location you were hired to work at. So if you work at one of their locations, you can't work at another, which I, I don't get it. I don't get it, y'all. Whenever I worked at Domino's, I could work at any Domino's in the city I worked in. The people that own three or four restaurants here in town, all of their servers float between all of the restaurants to cover short staffing issues. Why is this a policy? Oh, and also, can we talk about that servers, or honestly, anyone in the industry, there are plenty of people that work multiple jobs at multiple places. Yeah. I... How the fuck can one employer say, no, you can't go work at XYZ? I kind of have an idea, but I'm not sure that it's, I think it's, it has to do with the, with the municipalities in uh, New Jersey and that it causes uh, payroll issues. Yeah. I I have to assume it's a 40 hour a week type of situation where if you are technically going to another thing, because it's because of payroll, because it's one system, it it, it affects that. Um, that But here's the, but here's the thing, your fucking payroll system should be able to take care of I don't get me started. Your your employees working in a couple of locations. Don't get me started. If you're if you're not working with a system that is capable of this, then let me let me put it to you this way. I work for one of the largest companies in the on the planet. Kronos was hacked several months ago. They have us still doing our own timesheets on paper. Okay. Paper in 20 goddamn 22. So if you want to motivate your employees for good reviews, great. Let me, let's just be clear. You can buy Yelp reviews and you can pay to have Yelp reviews, poor Yelp reviews removed. So Yelp is, is, is basically, how do I put this? A bunch of assholes. Um, I thought that they had a policy against that. I thought you no, could not. Yeah, no, unless they changed it. From what I remember years ago, they changed the, they changed the policy too. You are able to purchase your way out of, of the shit, of the, of the doghouse, basically. And Mindy, our producer, diligently is going to research that now. Um, As she gets her the, phone out and starts in the, going. In, in the meantime, we, we, as service people have had to deal with for the past two years, and it has been two years as of this week when this gets posted. Oh, fuck. We have had to deal with unmitigated twat waffles coming in and just being the worst creatures, not even humans, but creatures that we could deal with. Spat at, yelled at, pushed. Uh, I won't even let my wife go outside these days. It's it's horrible out there. It is it is miserable. People are they have they they had their heads up their ass way before the pandemic, but it has gotten so much worse. The entitlement, the just unmitigated gall of these people 
are horrible. And who suffers? It's the people in the service industry. It's servers, it's hostesses, it's hostess, it's hosts, it is bartenders, mixologists, it is small oh. business owners. Uh, oh, I don't, I'm not going to shop at your establishment because you have a mask policy. If you had that much of a problem with a mask policy, don't go outside. If you it's have the whole customer really thinking they're right. No, that was servers, the worst thing that ever came out of the yeah. 80s. No, servers are not servants. No, let's make that hashtag blow up. Okay. That was the servers worst thing that ever came servants. out of the, the 20th century. The customer century is not always right. Was the customer is always right. The customer is never right. No, fuck that noise. And Just fuck that noise. The customer is the worst. Um, the idea that you are entitled, you're not entitled to shit. If you don't want to pay a service fee, don't go out. Cook at home. There's a fucking idea. So yeah, I some horror stories. I just there's this Bailey Hoppings uh, shared with us that uh, they implemented at her establishment. They implemented a vaccine negative uh, vaccine slash negative COVID test policy during the Christmas uh, pop up. That didn't go well with some of our clientele. An upset lady yelled. Fuck you, you liberal bitch. Uh, at one of our managers when she was checking cards uh, at the door one evening, a guy called myself and another woman bartender cocksuckers because he didn't want to show his card, even though he said he had it. I, I don't really have words for people who are that entitled. Do you guys? I, I, I mean, here I've, I've got. <laughs> Probably some thoughts, but nothing appropriate. <laughs> I just had the the rest of my wine. I bet I, I downed about half a glass of wine in one go. You really did, guys. Fuck this shit. People suck. Um, All right, why don't we bring this one home? No, we're because we're not done. No, we have way more to say. No, oh, I, we're, we're, we're done. Really gotten started. No, we're done. I feel I like I'm not because. This has become politicized, my friend. It's it's not liberal hippies who have a problem with the vaccine. No, and I also feel like going back to the whole Yelp review thing or the Google reviews or whatever, basically reviews online that your company decides are super important or super not, whatever. The, the article we were referencing at the beginning of the show was requiring people to get good reviews. And yet there are companies out there. If you get one bad review, they will fire you. I have been on that end. I have been on that darker side of things where I got dozens of great reviews from customers. Not that because I was looking for it, just because I used to work at a hotel as a concierge and people write a lot of reviews about hotels and they'll mention the people that they interact with, the concierges, the front desk people, the, the room service folks that clean their rooms, the people they interact with, they will write about all of those people. So I had quite a handful of great reviews. Never once was a word said to me about those good reviews, but one time, one entitled fucking prick decided to say something and then I got reprimanded and written up about it. Like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> it, it's, ah, the service industry is so fucked up, everybody. Can we just agree to agree on that? Because it is. What, what bothers me, other than every single word you just said, is the idea that you can do your job very well. Oh, yeah. Even when you do your job very well, someone can complain and it's a reprimand rather than a discussion about what actually happened. Yeah. If someone reprimanded me for a customer experience without allowing me to give what actually happened, because there's very, very few circumstances where the customer is... Uh, what a customer right? doesn't have some kind of anger issue aimed. And I've, I've been on phone calls where I've directed anger and I've apologized ahead of time. Dear Comcast, this has nothing to do with you, Cindy, whatever your name is. My anger was not directed towards you. So please do not take it that way. Here is the issue. And I've gotten what I wanted as a result of that. I will give you an example. I, so people call me Karen sometimes too because I won't stop until I get what I want. I had an issue with a fitness company charging my card after I had asked them not to. So I emailed several people and said, hey, we need to remedy this. Please refund my money. No response. This is not a immediate, immediate no response. This was several weeks of no response or the automated responses of, oh, we'll get back to you. We're looking into it. I'd had enough on my day off, so I emailed everyone on LinkedIn. I found the CEO, the CFO, the head of marketing, the head of whoever the fuck. I think I even found one of the financial guys. And I emailed them all on social media. And I said, fix this. And they did. That day. Nice. While I was still on hold with the company, by the way. <laughs> Us. It was 40 minutes on hold. And I, it's one thing when you've had enough. But you should never have enough and take it out on service people no matter what i've ne i've only lost my cool very very few times with people most of them have been rude or inconsiderate or failed to understand the issue and took their anger out on me that's when i've gotten angry my I've, only my only issue with that story is pornhub's not a fitness company but that's a different show eh. Anyway. First of all, butt stuff coolie, simmer down. Second of all, my wife would beat me if I ever paid for porn. All right. And on that note, I think we're good. Good to hear some more quotes or good to call it a day and wrap this shit up. This is all, Mindy. think, this is all Mindy's fault. I, I don't need another we, don't, we don't have enough five-star reviews. It's her fault. I need another drink. Yes, Julia. I think the long short of it is that the service industry has changed. People are ridiculous. And do we see it ever coming back to what it once was? Well, what? Hold on. Do we want it to go back to what it once was? Because what the fuck? What was it once upon a time? I just want people was it to ever be good like or... sane and normal. I don't, I don't know that there is a once what it what, what was. It, it's if you have an issue. Was it, hold on, was it ever sane and normal no. for the folks that were working in it, though? I'm going to go with no. 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 I've worked in the service industry for a very long time, and there's no such thing as when it was good. It's always a shit job. Everybody is upset for a variety of different reasons, whether they are good or not. And it's just, 
what Justin just referenced is one of the major tipping points. People are accessible more than they ever have been. You know, going to find the CEO of a company was infinitely more difficult than it is today. Yeah. And I have to say, a a lot of times during the beginning of, beginning, even middle of the pandemic, people were saying, I just want to get back to normal. But was normal ever working? No. Normal was fucking shit. Let's find a new and better baseline. I don't want to get back to normal in the service industry. I want to find a new and better baseline, which hopefully is actually within our grasp now that, as Mark, you said, people at the top are much more accessible. Thanks to Justin's analogy of he was able to fucking find the people in charge, actually fucking in charge. Do you know who does a brilliant job of that? Do you know, do you want to know a company that actually does a brilliant job of that? (coughs) Apple. Tim Cook publishes, publishes and talks about his email address. And if you email Tim Cook at apple.com. I was going to say, is that it? You, it is. It's out there and you get a response. And I, on two different occasions. From a secretary? Um, no, from an executive team, actually. And his whole team. Yeah, but, but see, there you go, right? It's the mechanism. Somebody's name is available. You email the name and somebody from a quote unquote, you know, executive escalations team calls you. And they fix your problem. That that's that's what they're meant to do on two different occasions, on very specific terms. I was pissed out of my mind. Something very similar to Justin. I was charged for something very unfairly, when it shouldn't have been that way, and they wouldn't reverse the charge. So I dropped an email, and it was fixed. It was fixed within seventy-two hours. Is that Cook with an E or just C O O K? No E. Okay. Just just. Yeah. So I that will give I will I will give my hats off to them for that one sort of narrow victory from from that point. So you know, it, there are some companies that do get it in very narrow circumstances, but I don't know. That I did. It's beyond me to offer you any insight as far as what is what is normal anymore because people have lost their minds on so many different fronts. It's just not even it's. It's political. It's it's personal responsibility. It's just being a complete and total dick about things for no good reason, other than you want to see how far you can get. I mean, it, it's so far blown apart in so many different places. I, I I don't know that there is a normal to go back to or whatever. I think people just have to have fucking common sense about stuff. If you're upset about something, have a common conversation. Sense is not a thing anymore. Common sense is dead. Understood. Understood. But still, it, it, and I like what Justin said. You, it, Hey, look, Julia, it's not your fault, but I have you on the phone and I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to tell you what my issue is. If you can't fix my problem, then we need to stop here and you need to put me in touch with somebody who can solve my problem. And 100%. Uh, the, you know, you both brought up a good point, which is this returning to normal. Here's, here's my, my thing. No one wants to return to normal. They want to return to a point where they weren't 
moderately minor, not even barely inconvenience. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were no protests demanding that we be allowed to bring huge bottles of shampoo onto planes after 9-11. There were no protests and people storming the Capitol was people trying to kill the governor of Michigan when we had to take off our shoes at the fucking airport. The idea that your life has somehow gotten so much worse because you have to wear a fucking face mask. You're not living in a totalitarian state, you cock nozzle. You're being asked to sacrifice barely. It's not even a sacrifice. It's a three cent piece of paper over your fucking face. Oh, it's a, it's just a, you are not a patriot talking about not wearing a mask. You are a cunt. Plain and simple. Justin and He's I are exactly. We should we need to cut this off, but I'll tell you this. Justin and I probably do not share a, uh, we do not see eye to eye on a lot of political things. But the weird thing is is we agree on a ton of stuff from a completely different direction. And this is one of those things where you know, him and I do not see eye to eye on a political level, but I have to agree with him 100%. And I don't think it's a political issue. I think it's a fucking common sense issue. But well, we uh, have our conversation. Common sense is dead. Yeah. As I, w- I was literally just going to say, Mindy just said common sense season, is dead and she ain't wrong. Two oh my show God. Topic, we're bringing back common sense. Oh, if only, if only it was that easy, I would love to. I've been reminiscing about common sense. Since I was in just, middle school, I think. Just like the sexy, we're going to bring it back. Wait, what? And on that note, let's end the show. <laughs> hey, Mindy, bring it home, babe. All right, guys. Thank you, Ramblers, for listening to us. Well, ramble. Um, make sure that you check out Swig and Ramble on <clears throat> social media sites. If you want to follow Burping Mark, he is at Resident Pros. Julie at the Weed Tipple. We have got Justin at Wizard of Whiskey and Bevfluence. Myself at Whiskey Editor. And make sure that you join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want wet burritos. Ooh, sexy. Update on that. We did, in fact, order. And it was going to be an extra $20 for delivery. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers!